Step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we will be talking with David Krupp about his communications agency, Kinetic Worldwide. Welcome to the show, David. Thanks for having me, Tim. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Great to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about Kinetic Worldwide? Yeah, Kinetic is, we say, the uh, leading uh, global agency in contextually uh, activating audiences on the move. But our, our, you know, our, our honest remit is that we are an out-of-home planning and buying agency. Uh, that, that's where we got our start. So roadside billboards that you see, posters, ads that you see in cinema. And, and gradually over the years, we've continued to add to the portfolio. First, it was in areas around healthcare and retail, um, uh, as well as global aviation. And now we're expanding into uh, mobile and social uh, and digital, uh, again, all with uh, an idea of how do we reach consumers while they're away from home. Uh, so audience extensions um, that, that work with uh, traditional out-of-home, as well as extensions that now work in, in sort of a, a mobile and social ecosphere. When was Kinetic founded? Well, it's, you know, it's the amalgamation of a lot of different companies. It actually got its start uh, in the UK. It was a company called Poster Publicity. Um, and WPP took a joint venture interest in them in 2005. And I think the idea at the time was to understand whether or not this, this channel specialty could actually be a profit center. For most agencies at the time, they had to support this area, but they were making their money elsewhere. Uh, out of Home was sort of a loss leader that was required to be serviced because clients needed it. I think WPP had a unique approach in saying, we believe that there's a better opportunity here to commercialize this media channel. Um, and so took a, a, I said, a joint venture interest in it and then eventually a controlling interest in it in about 2009, I believe. Um, but the company in, in some form or another has been around for about 25 years. So you mentioned that out of home um, traditionally had been a loss leader for agencies. Is that due to media price or? or it was a labor intensive, uh, had been under resourced, had been uh, under systematized. Uh, it was it was sort of the old media that nobody was really interested in, except that um, you know brands realized that you know we we should put some uh, media out there in the marketplace. We're doing all of this other media. Why don't we do some here? But it was never really looked at as a business of its own accord. Uh, and it's a fairly big marketplace today. It's about 8.5 billion in the U.S. Um, so there was an opportunity to bring some level of rigor and discipline around this media and again, determine whether or not um, it, it could be a profit center, not only for the agencies, but but as a business on its own. Absolutely, so tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you end up at Kinetic? Well, I, you know, so I, I worked in full service media planning and buying my entire career uh, at, a, at a few different agencies in Chicago. I, old boss at one of the agencies who had come to a WPP agency and, and invited me to come interview for some positions. Um, and, and it was very nice of him to do that. Um, 
at that point in my career, I was about 32, I believe. And, and I was looking for not just the next account to run or the next big account to run. I was looking for what's the next business that I can run of my own accord. Um, and, and so, I, you know, he and I remained in touch. And shortly thereafter, he said, listen, we're going to be opening up uh, this division, Kinetic, in Chicago. Uh, maybe that's something you'd be interested in. And, and I knew about the out-of-home space. I had planned for the out-of-home space as part of my uh, other jobs but didn't really look at it as a, a next career step. And as I, I got to speaking with the people that ran Kinetic, it was pretty clear to me that, A, it was a unique opportunity to build a business from the ground up in Chicago and then, um, you know, enhance my own skill sets in areas that, that I was looking for, operational, um, financial, et cetera. As you were building that business in Chicago, was it still active across the pond? Yeah, uh, it's been, you know, the U.S. was actually one of the, the outlier markets that uh, we came to um, as part of poster publicity at the time. Um, the U.S. was pretty small um, in, in the overall portfolio, and we're active, I think, in 36 countries today um, across, uh, say, 40 different offices. So, yes, um, very active in, in global markets. Uh, the U.S. was something at the time that, again, we were trying to scale. Got it. Um, so do you oversee all of the markets or are you U.S.-based? Well, you know, so I, I, today I oversee uh, the U.S. Uh, you know, it's I, I opened up our Chicago office and it was a great run. Um, and we started to win some direct business, uh, most notably uh, uh, Coors at the time that then turned into Miller Coors and, and we retained it uh, when they merged. Um, and so I gradually matriculated uh, to uh, an executive position within Kinetic in North America uh, and then eventually to the CEO position uh, here in the U.S. So I'm part of our global board. We get together, uh, say, three or four times a year um, in, in various markets across the world, uh, sometimes in the U.S., uh, most of the time in, in other markets. So it's nice to be able to see not only what my colleagues are doing, but, but it's an opportunity for us to share best practices, look at how we work on multinationals together for you know, maximum efficiency and, and maximum effectiveness across you know, those brands like Ford or United or, or what have you. Is Kinetic's focus still out of home? I, I, yes. I mean, I, everything we do starts with the out-of-home space. Um, now, that may not necessarily be as an out-of-home bulletin or a poster. It, it may be a unique experience that we're going to create. It may be in a retail store. But everything that we do starts with consumers that are in motion, uh, away from their home, away from the office uh, during that, say, 70% of their day that is spent outside um, uh, or away from their home. So yes, we start with out of home um, as the core center. Um, but again, what that looks like today is is markedly different than how it did 10 years ago. So let's go back to David for a minute. Um, sure. What what got you into the advertising field? I'd love to give you a great, you know, wonderful answer. I, I, I anticipated I would go to law school after college and and by about my junior year, I realized I didn't want to be in school any longer. And I had some friends that were older. They'd gotten into advertising. And I thought, yeah, commercials, that that seems like I, something I could do. Um, and and lo and behold, I, you know, I got my first job in Chicago in media. 
uh, and thought, great, I've made it. It's advertising, and it has nothing to do with you know creating commercials. Um, it was a lot of math, and it was a lot of spreadsheets at the time, and and these were things that I wasn't very good at. But I realized when you start putting dollar signs in front of things, the math got a lot easier. Um, and and I really sparked to the creative side of this business, which is, you know, how do you connect? Um, the right environment uh, for a message to be placed with the right consumer um, and, and the right creative. And I've always sort of looked at there are great opportunities to tell stories um, about how to connect with consumers. And, and if you can do it well, if you can find sort of a unique human truth in all of this, um, the message in the media will work really well together. And that to me is such a unique thing um, and a great thing to be able to find. So I, I'd like to say, you know, again, I had grand designs to get here. I think I sort of forced Gump my way in the beginning of my career, but found that it really worked for me and I liked the space. Awesome. Uh, what's the coolest thing you've done in your career? Um, you know, I sort of th think about that in two ways, right? So I think about tactically there, you know, there have been, a, a few. We we created the world's largest bouncy house uh, for uh, Axe and and Unilever. Uh, we've you know done dynamic content for uh, even just this weekend with uh, Spider Man for Dell and Times Square, where you can play a video game on one of those gigantic Times Square screens using your mobile phone. Uh, we created a um, uh, like a seventy foot sarcophagus in uh, L.A. for the premiere of the Mummy. So I mean. Uh, more and more, the the unique uh, creative executions, um, you know, are coming faster. I think clients are are really interested in how can they stand out um, in 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 the human space. But you know, on a personal level, I you know, I there are a lot of people that have worked with me uh, over the course of the last 10, 15 years, who I've had a really unique opportunity to watch their career trajectory and, and be an active participant in that. And so seeing, you know, somebody who was a, um, an associate of mine 15 years ago, now running one of our offices, that to me is extraordinary. Um, it, it, there's a real satisfaction in, in being able to see, you know, people that you like and trust and, and, and think do really good work, do really well for themselves um, and, and to have a, a hand in that. Absolutely. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we will be getting some out-of-home advice from David. Don't go away. Fjordcast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjordCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with David Krupp of Kinetic Worldwide. David, can you uh, give our listeners a, a piece of advice or two about how, how Kinetic does it, its work so effectively? You know, we we take an approach that that we call active journeys, and I think every agency probably has what their proprietary approach is. Ours is is you know grounded in let's understand consumer audiences uh, better than anybody else. So where are they going to be? What are their motivations? What what are their intentions at the time? What behaviors are they involved in? And and so when a client comes to us, we we ask. A lot of questions about what their business objectives are. Who do they want to reach? How do they want to reach them? What what is their ultimate objective? Sales, you know, awareness, distribution. What are they looking to achieve? And and then we we do a deep dive again into understanding the consumers that would best um, you know partake in their brand. Uh, from there, assuming that the space in and of itself is right, right, so that they should be reaching uh, consumers out of home. Um, we'll then start crafting a plan together. But for us, it you know it, it really starts with the articulation of who is the consumer audience, what do we know about them, what's unique about them, which leads us into developing a strategy to ultimately capture their attention. So when you say active journeys, can you tell us a little bit more about what that means to you? Uh, for me, it, it, it comes down to um, uh, really a data or evidence-based approach of understanding consumer movement. Uh, so w- when I started uh, my career, we talked a lot about day in the life of consumer. And so we would use syndicated or some proprietary research in order to understand, you know, what is Jane, who's 25 years old, doing and, and how will we reach her during the day? I think today, because of the you know, massive amount of first party and and third party data that's available, we're actually able to look at what Jane has done and and understand where the best intersection points are to reach her. So that's taking mobile data, that's taking, again, syndicated data, that's taking uh, proprietary client as well as agency data and sort of cobbling that together to create a view of what Jane or John or whomever else it is that we want to reach is is doing. Um, both from a, a time standpoint, from a location standpoint, um, as well as from an intention standpoint. Are they shopping right now? Are they, 
you know, at the doctor's office right now, what does that tell us about them? And, and then what is the right message then in order to engage them at that given time? So a lot of out of home media um, traditionally doesn't generate much data. No, it doesn't. Um, how, how, how have you guys kind of flipped that into generating data for your customers? So, you know, there are a couple of things. One is the industry at large has done, uh, I think, a very good job of trying to quantify the value of the media beyond where we had been five years ago, three years ago um, to put, you know, a, a TRP based approach or, or an audience rating approach on par with other media. But, but today, because there are companies like you know, Exad or or Placed or Distillery, you know, you name it, Waze, there is a lot of data about consumer movement out there right now. So while there is some passivity to the actual channel placement, the billboard or the poster or what, what have you, there's a lot of active information around the audiences that are passing them by uh, or passing by them on the street or passing by them as they're walking by. And then you've got, you know, new media channels like uh, Link, which launched in New York City. Uh, they replaced all the phone kiosks. They're Wi-Fi enabled uh, and free to use. Um, and, and in places that you can, you know, understand how consumers are actually moving across or, or down the street because from one unit to the next you don't have to keep registering for the wi-fi it just automatically reconnects so the the media i think is getting smarter but certainly there are proxies for uh, the media today again through mobile that we're able to take advantage of you mentioned ways one thing thing that i you know just sparked my interest is you might actually be able to um, tell the number of times that somebody drove by a billboard um, after they've yeah. gone through the point of sale uh, or, is that something you know, that exists today or is that something that's coming? Uh, there, yes, for some, yes. Um, and again, depending on what the mobile source is that you're using, you can track their their location. Not, and not you know, it's all anonymized, um, but, but you can track and aggregate how many uh, passersby if you're seeing the same, um, um, you know, information about that, that phone or that phone group. You can track... Um, or get a better quantification of how many times people have uh, gone by. I mean, Waze, again, you know, we look at them and, and we think they are so complementary to this space today because it is, uh, you know, virtual drive and, and physical drive coming together. Um, and, and that's, again, a unique opportunity that we didn't have before, but all of a sudden we're looking at how do we take advantage of this. Absolutely. Um, so you previously mentioned that uh, Kinetic turned out of home into a profit center where it was was not before. Yeah. Um, what was the key to making that happen? Well, I think there were a few. I mean, one was to look at the services that we were offering and understand, you know, what, what is the actual cost to deliver against that the, the, and, and, and then start pricing ourselves accordingly. Um, you know, I, I, there's always been sort of a claim in the space that people who work in out of home are a bit apologist in that you know, we're a small media in comparison to broadcast or to digital or, or, you know, even print at the time, although that's that's sort of coming down. Um, so, you know, we, we stopped apologizing for what it is that we do and, and said, you know, we have to price fairly. But also it was about going out and actually seeking direct appointments. Um, so historically, agencies um, 
had an out-of-home division, if they had a specialty division that, that worked in the out-of-home space, it was tied directly to any of the brands that were run through the major agency. And WPP said, go out and win business. Show us that you can create this into something. And so we have an active focus on um, winning direct assignments as well as working with uh, Group M uh, or WPP agencies. Do you have a preference between uh, direct work or um kind of subbing through another agency? It's a, yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I, I think my preference is always going to be direct because we typically have a closer relationship to the client. We're not a, um, you know, a sub vendor. Um, but, but, you know, I think, I think it really depends more on, again, what is that relationship with the client? And so part of the thing that we've done at Kinetic as well is we, we stopped hiring uh, solely from the out-of-home space. Um, and we started bringing in people that had digital backgrounds. We brought in people that have uh, strategic planning backgrounds, comms planning backgrounds, um, so that we can get a, you know, a better discussion with our clients. If we only know the one space that we live in, um, you know, I think our fear was, uh, or our concern was, that we were only ever going to be able to talk about the one channel that we're in. And I want people who can have a conversation about the broadcast strategy and how that may align with the out-of-home strategy or the digital strategy. So we've tried to, to change the profile of not only our talent base, um, but, but again, the trajectory of the conversations that we then have with clients. So I... I care a little bit less about whether it's a direct appointment or an agency appointment. What I do care about is that there's access to the clients so that, again, we can understand the brand in the best way possible to put forward the best strategies possible. If you're going through um, a, a, your partner channel, um, how do you get your partners to start talking about the benefits of out of home and, and how it relates to, um, I guess, all the other mediums out there? Um, how do you get your partners to to have that conversation as well, or at least to think to have that conversation that you would like to have with, with your own. When you say partners, Tim, what do you mean by partners? Other agencies with, within your group. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of it is, um, you know, we, we sort of call it proactive uh, selling, but, it, but it's, you know, what I counsel my staff, my team uh, to do is you're going to get briefed on, you know, five or 10, you know, uh, assignments a year. And, and that's great. We'll deliver the, the work that's expected, deliver the unexpected at the same time. But then I want you going back to those clients, back to the agencies with ideas, because I think there is an expectation when, uh, uh, you know, you've got an existing client and they're saying we need to do something in Philadelphia. Okay, we're going to deliver something in Philadelphia. What I want people doing is reading the, you know, our clients' annual reports to understand, well, what are the big challenges that are facing them? And, and can our channel or can our channel, in, in addition to our partner agencies, come together with something unique that they may not be asking for, but certainly delivers on brand, on strategy, and on message? And, and more often than not, you know, if, if a client sees that you're trying to do proactive work on their behalf, hey, you're going to get, you know, attaboy points, certainly, but one out of 10 is going to buy it and say, that's a great idea. And that delivers what we're looking for. Or, you know, did you think of doing it a little bit differently? And if you did, you know, that may be something that we're really interested in. So, you know, great client service doesn't, doesn't only exist if a client is coming to us, we've got to be going to them. And we've got to be pushing, you know, new ideas for them to push the fold. Absolutely. Uh, we need to take our second break, but when we come back, we will talk about United's taxi ads and Apple's potential changes to their news app. 
Don't go away. FjordCast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjordCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with David Krupp of Kinetic Worldwide. Our first story today, titled United Airlines Makes Clever and Technologically Savvy Use of Taxi Cabs, um, is out of the Chicago Business Journal. Uh, it looks like United uh, wanted to drive t- traffic to Newark away from JFK, so they posted ads on top of, top of cabs saying the travel time from, uh, from the current location to both JFK and Newark. And of course, we know Newark is a lot closer. Um, David, I'm curious your thoughts on this approach. Uh, you know, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's absolutely great. It was a fun thing to to be a part of. Um, you know, again, we talked earlier that there is an opportunity in the out of home space today to be dynamic, to be you know reactive or or at times proactive in in what's actually happening. Almost a much more native form of of marketing than than has it ever been before because there are digital opportunities because we can put rules around um, how digital is reactive uh, you know to the to the environment that it's in so for this you know getting the taxi cabs gps enabled and dynamically updating whether where a cab's location was in proximity to jfk and in proximity to uh, newark was a really unique way to take advantage of the 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 work United had done at building out uh, their terminal uh, at Newark. And again, I think everybody sort of thinks of JFK or LaGuardia when they think about New York and Newark is at times infinitely more convenient. And this was a great way to contextualize that for people on the street. 
absolutely similar to um, O'Hare and Midway in Chicago, right? Exactly, exactly. What, and something what, that we may you know look to extend in in multiple markets. But the simple fact that you can take GPS information and and look at real time traffic updates to understand and and then change your message um, in real time is is such a great opportunity and a great place to be for this media today. Right. One of the things I love about this is it's something that people already know intuitively, but you're kind of hitting them in the face with it in, in a, um, a very friendly kind of, oh, maybe you should think about this way. Exactly, exactly right. Um, and, and, you know, to be in New York and to take a look at this um, when I'm there, it's wonderful, too, because you really don't, I don't think, think about Newark in the same way that you think about JFK or, or LaGuardia, certainly right. not JFK, and, and to be able to show, you know, God, you can get there in 10 minutes uh, versus an hour and 15. That's great. Absolutely. Our second story today from AdAge. Um, Apple News may let publishers sell ads their own own way, so not using um, app or buying media through Apple. Um, right. David, I'm curious. It sounds like this is still tentative. Um, I'm curious if you think this will actually happen. I, you know, I hope so. I mean, I, I think publishers are probably ecstatic at the opportunity for it. Um, you know, Apple certainly has the scale and, and what they do when they come into a... Um, um, you know, a new distribution source is amazing. I, I used to have, you know, Flipboard. I don't really go to it any longer, not because I didn't like it, just because Apple News is so much more convenient. Publishers need to figure out a way to monetize. They, they can't be giving away content for free indefinitely. And, and so if they're able to start utilizing um, Apple as a distribution point that is, you know, commercially viable, you know, I, I think it's not only good for the publishers, it's probably very good for the content that's going to be available now and, and moving forward. Absolutely. We've definitely got to figure out this balance between publishers and the platforms that they yeah. publish on. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. We are out of time today. Thanks for being on the show today, David. Tim, it was a pleasure. I, I uh, thank you very much. Absolutely. You can reach David by email at david.krupp, that's K-R-U-P-P, at kineticww.com, or his office phone, 312-205-0054. You can also find him at Twitter at at D-K-R-U-P-P-P. Thank you to our listeners for joining us on the show. You can download episodes of the program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 